Oh yeah. What up everybody? Yeah, buddy. Episode numero nueve. That would be number nine for you that uh, fell asleep during the first day of Spanish class. Um, actually, I'm teasing. I didn't even take a foreign language. I just know that because I was in karate when I was a kid. And they always used to make us count in Spanish. So I learned to count like one through ten. And that's as far as it went. Um, after that, I just started mumbling a bunch of shit. I was like, yeah, one through ten, I'm good with that. But anyway, enough about my... Uh, my uh, licensed hands to kill <laughs> just kidding i'm old fat and slow i'm not beating anybody up but uh we're here to talk about the famed eighth mile coles kenny dragway that's the name of the show ccd podcast hey man uh we had a little bit of an off week for points racers uh this week and uh we still had quite a bit of stuff going on though coles county had a pretty good crowd of uh outlaw gassers and some true stock nostalgias and couple other things going on box no box uh, foot break whatever uh just a couple different things that we'll talk about uh this week is really going to be um an exciting week they have some big stuff coming on or going on at coles county dragway uh for the junior dragster class and that and you know this week's episode i'm going to focus on the juniors quite a bit uh because you know ccd's got a pretty big race coming up the uh, jim hooper memorial put on by blake and his family and some friends uh they did this last year first uh, race ever for the Jim Hooper Memorial, and this year they're doing the second annual Jim Hooper Memorial, and it's a pretty special deal. Uh, special deal for all the junior dragster racers that are you know going to be there for this. It's a special deal for the track, and it's a special deal for the Hooper family. Uh, so that's a pretty big deal, and we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about you know some of the stuff going on, pretty neat stuff with the junior dragsters, and we uh, will have some guest callers. Here's the deal. I'm going to try to do guest callers. I Okay, so if you are friends with me on Facebook, you probably know that I ordered a Rodecaster Pro mixing board for podcasts, and it's badass. It's legit. Um, played around with it at home a little bit. Had it with me this weekend. I've got it here set up and didn't bring my power cord. <laughs> so we are on the uh, Scarlet Focusrite audio interface we're not using the roadcaster pro uh but that's okay and the problem is uh the roadcaster pro i can sync phone calls straight through to it that's the coolest thing that i'm looking forward to is phone calls will be you know really clear and i can just i don't have to talk through my phone um i can listen through my headphones i can talk through my regular microphone that i'm talking through right now and everybody that i'm on the phone will hear me just plain as day and i'll hear them plain as day and it'll come through really clear for everybody listening now like i said i can't do that this week because i screwed up and i forgot the power cord to the big fancy mixing board so and actually, I didn't bring the, the setup that I usually use to do phone calls with. I do a really poor man's version of phone calls on, on a podcast. So basically, I got a really big, large-ass uh, Bluetooth speaker, and I set up another microphone in front of that Bluetooth speaker, and that Bluetooth speaker has a microphone. And I just talk to people on that. And then it comes through another microphone, and 
it all records straight to the interface from the interface to the computer i know that's a really cheap ass way of doing it but it worked and you know it got me by and you know and i got this roadcaster pro now and it's you know gonna be a lot easier it's a lot less stuff that i gotta haul around i'm do i'm doing this in a semi you know <laughs> some of you are probably like that's crazy but I am, and I've got, I just got a microphone stand, a laptop, a little small interface, and um, usually I have two microphones, I got a big Bluetooth speaker, now I'm just going to have a mixing board laptop and one microphone, it's going to work out great, but this week, I'm going to try to do phone calls, uh, it's going to be, we'll see how it goes, basically I have no choice right now but to stick my phone up to a microphone and, and have it on speakerphone, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm really looking forward to the interviews I've got. Um, one of them in particular that I don't really know this guy that well. I know of him, and I'm really looking forward to talking to him. He was good, uh, good buddies with Jim Hooper, um, and he I know he's got some really, really good stories. But before we get into all of that, as I said, they had uh, True Nostalgia Super Stocks, uh, Illinois Outlaw Gassers, and you know Box No Box and Foot Break, you know at Coles County this weekend. Um, true, uh, true nostalgia super stocks. Sean Johnson of Millstown, Millston, Illinois, and his '67 Plymouth, uh, Plymouth Belvedere willed it to the dance floor, beat Kurt Ball in the final of the uh, TNSS final, and uh, you know quarterfinal or semifinals. Bob Westoff and Tom Head, um, two guys that you know are usually there for this. Uh, quarterfinals, um, or the second chance final, sorry, not quarterfinals, second chance final, uh, Jeff Blickensturfer, you know, Oakley, Illinois, 68 Dodge Dart, another Mopar, beat Ed Hargrave uh, out of Bingham in his 65 Mercury Comet, uh, you know, Jeff Blickensturfer, been around a long time, a lot of people know him, and uh, Jeff's a good dude, uh, so, you know, congrats to those guys, the novice, they had novice this weekend, uh, Matt Akers, got the got the job done he's from west Terre Haute, indiana made the trip to coles county uh he beat andy uh brandenburg in the final brandenburg out of tuscola in his 19 7 or 2017 fusion 1917 what the hell am i talking about i guess he could have been racing like a model t <laughs> uh anyway uh matt acres your uh, novice street final winner also um runner up in the footbrake class um, so pretty good day for Matt and shout out to TJ Evans got his first ever win I know it's not sportsman class, but it doesn't really matter. I mean a win is a win you get your first ever Picture in the um, you know winner's circle. That's a special deal whether it's a points race or not So a uh, huge shout out to TJ. I know he's put a lot of time a lot of effort and he's devoted himself to this sport you know he was announcing just a couple years ago up in the tower and he's you know doing what olin does and was really good at it and and decided he was ready to you know do this himself um grow up in a racing family you know you got all the evans tj and reed and um you know said he was ready to do it himself but he built him a car he started out the right way built a good solid you know sportsman car um and he's had success and this week he gets his first win in his uh, Justin Evans Bell race car. So, uh, shout out to the Evans boys um, for getting, you know, the first win there. No box box winner, Larry Zahn. Larry Zahn's a pretty tough dude in, in any, you know, given day. Um, you see him down there a lot on regular ET days. He gets the win over uh, Jeremy Powers in the no box side. Uh, Jeremy Powers out of Palestine, Illinois in his 1988 Mustang. 
Um, so shout out to them guys. Semifinals, Daniel Earhart um, out of Decatur, Illinois, and Rick Wells out of Vandalia in his 2015 V6 Camaro Mighty Mouse. Um, nice to see Rick having a little success. I know he's getting frustrated. I've talked to Rick a lot, and he's tried a lot of different things this year, and he's just not found that right combination that's really working for him consistency-wise, um, whether it be up front or whether it just be the car in general. Uh, so good to see Rick having a little um, little bit of success. So that's pretty much it for the old school drag weekend at CCD. Um, awesome to see these guys do this every now and then. Give us points raisers a little bit of a break. I needed it uh, in the worst way possible. Fixing, you know, fixing a broken race car. So it was nice to have a weekend off and no points. Um, and, and, you know, pretty cool that they still had stuff going on. Um, you know, a little different deal for the crowd and for, you know, some of the other racers, you know, to, to get involved in. So awesome stuff there. Uh, as I said last weekend, I did the show before the points came out. So I didn't do a, you know, a top 10 rundown. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do it this weekend. I've got the points in front of me. Laris, Larice Motorsports Insurance Super Pro Class. Corey Butler still in front. He's ahead of uh, Bob Paul by four points. So Bob Paul in second place. Denny Katz, um, he's only five out. So Denny's, you know, you know, staying right there with him in third place. Jay Billingsley with 62. Jim Treat with 49. Bill Bosler with 48. Bill might not be, I don't know. Bill Bill tore up transmission a couple weeks ago. So uh, we'll see if Bill gets his stuff back together. Same thing I just did. I built I just tore mine up two weeks in a row. Uh, kind of a headache to deal with, but I'm back rolling. Um, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i still be down there but uh, Sarah Weaver in 7th place she's got 46 Austin Romine he's got 45 Doug Patrick with 39 and Brad Olmstead with 37 rounding out the top 10 in Larice Motorsports Insurance Super Pro Class on to your Pro Class Kim Neymar still up there at the top got a 2 point lead over Ron Hill Ron Hill just came booming up there had a killer week last uh, two weeks ago. Um, he threw together a 13-point day on Saturday, and then you know parked his car on the dance floor the next day with a 14-point day. Um, went flying past me, uh, took over second place, and he's only two points behind Kim Niemeyer. Uh, you know what? I've seen this one too many times. Ron Hill just comes out of nowhere. A couple years ago, you know he's like 13 or 14 points out of first place. Um, two guys that are tied is Andy Romine and Austin Romine. You know, there's one weekend left. Andy and Austin don't show up. They have a wedding to go to. Dad's got one shot. One shot. And the only thing he can do is tie them two. And his only shot is to win pro class that night. And it goes seven rounds and he has to do it clean. Well, guess what? <laughs> Lo and behold, he does exactly that and forces a three-way tie. And, you know, the rest is history. Um, I believe Andy Romine ended up winning the track championship that year. But it, it's just a crazy scenario. And, and he's just out of nowhere this time. You know, uh, he was sitting in fourth or fifth place a couple weeks ago. And, bam, he's right there. Two points out of first. So, Kim Niemeyer, Ron Hill uh, with 81 Myself with 73. Jim Treat with 71. Jim Chittick with 69. Max Lane, 68. Ellis V. Booth with 62. 
Austin Romine with 60. Bill Lyons with 53. And rounding out your top 10, Chad Isley with 52. Sportsman class, Chad Isley took over the points lead in Sportsman a couple weeks ago at the Robbie East Memorial. He run it up. He's got a two-point lead over Katrina Murphy. Chad Isley with 76. Katrina Murphy with 74. LSV Booth with 72. Uh, Jesse Fritz, the rookie, with 68. David Lyons, um, also runner up last week or two weeks ago. Um, you know, he's got 64. Caleb Kaywood, 55. TJ Evans, 51. 47 for Larry Lyons. Tony Lyons with 38. And then rounding out your top 10, Rick Wells with 37. So there's your top 10 in your sportsman, super pro, and pro category. On to the junior dragsters. Tucker Mack still hanging on. Not quite as big of a lead, though. Uh, but actually, Wyatt Scales has moved into second. So you got Tucker Mack with 55. Wyatt Scales with 48. Uh, Kennedy Arnold with 45. Jesse Fritz with 44. Adeline Beal with 43, tied with Max Scott. Max Scott's also got 43. Cruz Lee with 41, tied with Mia Scales, uh, also with 41. And then Jace Willenberg is in ninth place with 40. And then Trevin Cummins, rounding out your top 10. Uh, Trevin's got 38. So there's your top 10 in the Junior Dragster Division. Hey folks, did I mention that this week's episode and plenty more to come brought to you by DragRacer.TV. DragRacer.TV, go get all of your bracket racing, drag racing, NHRA needs on YouTube at DragRacer.TV. Also brought to you by ErwinInspectionServices.com. Buying a home is a huge investment. Get the detail you deserve with Irwin Inspection Services, licensed home inspector. First time home buyers and veterans all get a $25 discount. Also... Uh, you can go and check out their website, erwininspections.com, or you can give Mike a call. Mike's phone number is 217-460-0194. Also, Mike's pressure washing and gutter cleaning. $25 discount to uh, repeat customers. So give them a holler. Look them up on social media or their website. Um, and we appreciate all of the support we've gotten from these two guys, um, you know, Warren Evans and Mike Irwin. So just a big shout out. Um, like I said, people want to get your pressure, you know, pressure washing needs, gutter cleaning needs, give Mike a call. You got a home inspection need done, give Mike a call. Or you just want to watch some drag racing, you know, hit up Warren Evans. He can hook you up with a link and uh, watch some bracket racing. Moving on to this coming weekend. Uh, like I, I, you know, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. This is a big deal at Coles County Dragway for the junior dragster drivers, especially. Um, second annual Jim Hooper Memorial Race. It is $1,000 to win with a big check to the winner. $300 to runner-up, also getting a big check. $100 to semifinals. And then the Ray Evans Consolation winner is getting $100. And uh, runner-up will get $50. Best losing package, $200. First dead on with a zero during eliminations is $200. Every double O light in eliminations will earn you $20. Literally, you could, um, there's a lot of junior dragsters that live pretty close to the track. You can literally pay for your day by just hitting a couple double O lights. I mean, the gas that it takes to get to the track, uh, whatever. You've got a free entry. Uh, that's thanks to MedNav. 
Um, you know, we're actually going to talk to Donnie Scott here in a little bit. Uh, he's going to come on, jump on board with us, and and do an you know interview on the podcast. Talk a little bit about his you know his doings in this race. Uh, that's a pretty special deal. He's you know given a free entry out to every junior dragster racer, and I mean, how often do you get to see this? I mean, you you know these kids are the future of this sport. Um, you know they get to come race for free for a thousand big ones. $1,000 to win. Tanner Spires actually won this last year, 2021. Um, you know, local Yoko that, that, you know, got it done and, you know, took home the big check and the big money. So it's it's cool deal. I love this idea that, you know, the free entries and, and all the cool stuff that goes along with this. It's not just, there's a lot of money being thrown out here for this. And, you know, I, I applaud Blake for, you know, putting this on because his father was a big, big part of the junior dragster division um, at Coles County Dragway. Um, and, and, you know, obviously now it's Ronnie Lee and Jody um, that, that kind of took over that helm, and they do a fantastic job. But, you know, Jim kind of set the tone, and, and you know, you know, before him it was Bob Easton and several others, and, and it's just kind of continued to grow. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm really excited for this. It's, you know, I was always fascinated with junior dragsters as a kid, and I never got to do it. I never got to race one, um, you know, but it's 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 still a pretty, pretty special deal. Um, these kids get to come down here, and, and I'm excited for the future of this sport. Um, there's a lot of good kids and a lot of good racers in the junior dragster division. Um, I try to help out any way I can. Um, usually, I, I'm either trying to, you know, throw some money out there, um, and, and make it fun for these kids. Um, like I said, they're they're the, they're the future, and you know it's it's a pretty special deal for parents. And you know, a lot of these you know kids they they enjoy just being able to do something with their family every weekend. And I I'm I'm looking forward to. I hope my kid gets into this when he's you know I, I have a feeling he will. He, he was actually checking out Cruz Lee's car last weekend and just was all eyes man he he loved it he was fascinated with it he calls them the baby cars baby race cars <laughs> so um i i really hope that he gets involved it's it's a pretty special bond um you know i have the privilege me and my dad share a lot of memories um of racing we've built a special bond over racing uh most of the memories are f this f that f this piece of crap race car and working on it and throwing wrenches but um you know it's still it's something we get to do together every weekend um and i really enjoy that and i i hope that i can have that with my son one day um so i really love the junior dragster division i think it's excellent i think it's awesome um i'm looking forward to this weekend i hope there's a big crowd and i'm i'm thankful to blake and you know putting this on um, he did it last year with the help of some, you know, some friends and family. But, you know, it, it's a cool deal. And we're going to talk about that when we get into the phone calls. And we're actually going to go to the phone calls right now. Um, and, and this is going to be a little bit shorter of an episode this week. Um, you know, we, we've had some long ones. Uh, but, you know, not a lot that went on at the track this last week for me to talk about anyway. Because I wasn't there. I maybe should have just called Rod Veland and got him on the show. He probably could have gave us a really good breakdown. And we'll have Rod on one of these days. He can give us a good breakdown of some stuff that's happening and, you know, squash any rumors going around. Seems like those go around a lot. But <laughs> um, like I said, not not a lot for me to talk about. 
um, I kind of more or less just read some you know results off the, the web page give them to you guys give some shout outs and uh, went through the top 10 and then you know talked about this big deal that's coming up this weekend which is a special deal the Jim Hooper uh, second annual Jim Hooper Memorial uh, but we're gonna go ahead and go to the phone calls and where our first caller is is something that, you know I've looked forward to this I, I reached out and he was really excited to do this so let's go to the phone lines all right joining me now on the phones i told you guys i was excited about this this is a good chance for me to get to to know this guy and and, you know you know find out what kind of guy jim hooper was i knew jim i raced with jim but i didn't i wasn't around jim a lot but uh our next caller was around him a lot and he's not just a business entrepreneur he's not just um you know uh you know he's not just a 1990 motorcycle track champion at Coles County, but he was just a really good friend to Jim Hooper. And I want to welcome to the show, Donnie Scott. How you doing, Donnie? Man, great. And thank you, first of all, for having me on tonight. Hey, I I know you're excited for this. I I texted you and you were instantly, you know, Blake, I I asked Blake, I'm like, you think Donnie would do the show? And he's like, ah, yeah, probably. Uh, Most likely he will. He's, but he might be hard to get a hold of. And I'm like, okay so i i I just threw it out there like i text you within like 20 seconds you were like hell yes i'm a hundred percent on this i was like well that wasn't hard at all (laughs) oh no that's jim's just a guy that changed my life i mean i I got to meet him in the mid 80s we got to hang around a lot we you know and i think tonight we'll talk about some fun stuff and things that we did but first and most importantly he was just impactful to my kids i mean when we're racing and you're hard on your kids and you're leaning on them, I, I mean, just it didn't matter what was going on. Jim would always find the way. It was always the bright light. So I, I just can't say enough about the time I got to spend. And to be honest with you, once your kids grow up and go away, I, I relish those days oh, more sure. than I did then. So. Yeah. I mean, you, you really, you know, talked about. You know, I, t- I talked, I'm going to be talking to Blake a little bit later and, and, you know, we'll find out, you know, his perspective of growing up and racing around his dad and him and him and his dad's, you know, sharing that bond together. But, you know, just from your perspective, you know, Jim, to me, I was around Jim a little bit from the stories I've heard. He was just a really awesome, really great guy. And a lot of people talk, and they, you know, that one big thing I know about Jim Hooper was the dude could chug some beer. Is what I've heard. <laughs> I've heard there's nobody that could down a glass of beer faster than Jim Hooper. I really wish I could witness that right now because I, I, I'd love to just. I know I wouldn't win, but I'd love to do it just for the hell of it. Try and beat him. But I, I've always heard that he could chug a, a glass of beer like no other. But just all around, I mean, everything I've heard, he was just an awesome guy. I mean, you, you said you guys met in what? 1980 do you kind of remember how that worked like was it just by coincidence or it would have been the mid 80s it would have been at the racetrack Uh, and i can remember the first night that i remember meeting with him you know i was a young guy um you know some of my first chances to be at at coles county a lot and when you come from springfield it's you know it's 90 miles away he was one of the first guys to walk over and say thanks for coming and right you know it just it you always have those guys that attract, and usually it's a track promoter. So, mm-hmm. you know, I walked away, and I'm like, I wonder if he runs the place. And then I'm like, hell, he's in the tower announcing. He's hilarious. He's, <laughs> and then and then the beer funnel comes out, and, the, you know, the, the, all those different things over oh, yeah. time. And the, the two things I can tell you, you could not out 
drink him to shotgun a beer, and you definitely do not want to fight him. Oh, that's yeah. The, those are the two things that I saw over the years. Big old boy. He, he looked like he had a little bit of a streak in him that could just tear you apart. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, sure. I, you know, you talked about the beer funnel stuff and, and you know, him being around. You know, he, he was that kind of guy from what I've, you know, he, he really kind of set the foundation for the junior dragsters and how they're run to this day. I mean, that's a really, really tight community. I mean, and it has been ever since Jim was involved with it. And, and he's, you know, he kind of took them juniors under his wing, kind of created a format, and, and done a lot of good stuff for them. And, uh, I mean, you, you've you chipped in this week for the big Blake Hooper second annual, or Jim Hooper's second annual memorial race with your business, MedNav. And I, I'm, I'm going to personally say that I thought this was the coolest thing I have heard all year as far as putting something up for a race whenever I heard that you know every kid was going to be racing for a thousand dollars and they weren't going to have to pay an entry fee for this I I was like wow that that is the coolest thing that I have heard all year as far as something being put up for a race so I I I personally got to say that's that's great and and, you know not just for me but the listeners and the junior parents and the junior racers thank you for doing that that is really outstanding I, I and I I know why you did it because Jim was really important to you and um, you guys were really good friends and, and I'm sure you've got some good stories about Jim and we're going to get into those. I, you know, you've got some track history here at Coles County. You know, you, you, you were over at CID for a little while and, and you're over here helping out and, and this is kind of more your home territory, correct? It is for sure. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, you won a motorcycle championship in 1990. So, you know, you've got ties to the track and so, you know, a lot of people know who you are and, and but this, I, I honestly, I knew your name. I didn't know you that well. I don't even know if we've actually officially met like formally, but I, I knew of who, who you were. Um, but I knew that, you know, you had been at CID, but now you're over here, you're helping out a little bit at Charleston, but you've got some track history. This is kind of your home track, correct? It is for sure. So my dad was at Motion Raceway from, and I, I may have the dates incorrect, in my mind about 1970 to the early 80s. So when Motion closed, and there were some promoters that tried to run it, mm-hmm. uh, at that point we made the move over to C, to uh, CCD, and it just stuck. I mean, I was learning the drag bike game, you know, and a lot of the guys that were there became, I, I don't know how else to say it, they just became a weekend family, and yeah. I think that's that's just the case. And Hooper always led that. I mean, he always, I can tell you this, there was no doubt. We traveled the country, probably a dozen of us, racing the Midwest JR Series with uh, with Jim. And it it didn't matter where we went. Something happened that was fun every single right. time. Yeah. Did, did we win all the races? No, none of us won all the races. We, did, we don't even think we won our fair share. But yeah. I never once left there and thought, Man, did I not have a blast with Memories. that guy. I, I mean, that's... that's Memories. A, yeah, absolutely. I mean, traveling to big money races or any any kind of race, like just traveling and going somewhere with your friends. I know that my dad talks about that a lot. You know, him and Walt Crabtree and my Uncle Tony and Brian Saunders back in the day, you know, they used to go and just... They, they'd all drive down to the track together and then, you know, share some... You know, they'd have a lot of memories from doing that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know what? I, I don't do that, no, you know, necessarily... But I'm jealous that people, you know, back in the day, it was just like, hey, let's get the hell out of here. Let's go race somewhere. And you make a lot of memories. And that's the stuff that, you know, you cherish forever. 
Yeah, yeah, because the silliness happens. The rack right. in the yeah. RV <laughs> oven, and <laughs> and you blew a tire out in in Alabama, and then and there's the always something know, about that tire. There's some kind of story it, linked to that tire. Yep, there's always a story to the trip. So yeah. Jim was always the one that brought the fun, and it it, it was never without. It just happened every time that way. That's how it went down. So. Right. I mean, speaking to some of them stories, I mean, I want to hear two, at least two of your best stories. I know you've got some, and, and you know, Blake is looking forward to this as well. I, t- I talk to Blake all week. I, I, me and him talk every day. We drive for the same company, and we, we talk on the phone every day. And he's been looking forward. He's like, man, I know he's got some really good stories, and it's going to be a good time. <laughs> so, so I've got two of them, but I have to put a precursor. So you can't do this stuff today. I mean, the world is different. Life's different. (laughs) I I mean, it just was a different animal 20 years ago than it is today. But the first story, and I sat down after I talked to you and went through, man, I I have 11 stories that I wrote down, and and we'll go through (laughs) two of them. And I think these are the two most impactful to a lot of us to get a reflection of how this guy was. So, as you know, when kids get to the racetrack, we get to a Midwest JR event. There's probably a dozen of us that came together. And... At the end of the event, Jim's come up with this scheme that I'm going to get in the trailer, I'm going to get out a beer funnel, and whichever one of the kids do the worst, the parents got to do the beer funnel. And the one thing about him, he always had the game figured out. This is how it was, and unfortunately, you just got to drink. And I'm like, wow. So we left there. We had a great time. We talked about it a lot of the way home on Sunday. And on Monday morning, I got a good friend in columbus ohio that traveled with us mm-hmm. and he called and he says donnie we're in trouble and it's probably going to be nhra it could be who knows where it's going to end up <laughs> so the kids the boys um the, the two boys and jocelyn is roughly the same age within reason as as my oldest son and the kids eight years old at the end of the night, they go back to school Monday, and they ask Scotty, what did you learn for the weekend? And the other kids said they went to the Barney movie, they did whatever, they did this. <laughs> Scotty fires off, he learned to pour a beer funnel. <laughs> so, eight, eight years old. So, and the teacher's you like, can imagine <laughs> That did not go well with the school. It did not. The phone tree lit up, and everyone was in trouble. Oh, so, and, and yeah, today's world, that is a no-fly zone for sure. <laughs> in, in today's world, we'd be immediately shot so funny story it was just a reflection of who he was he brought all of us together even when there was adversity like being in trouble we still all 15 people talked about it so story number one is there the second one (laughs) we went to Terre Haute and we did it every year in about the third year fireworks and again can't do this if you do it Rod will kill us if you do it anywhere (laughs) today you'd be killed but back in the day, you were responsible. If if you tore something up, you got to pay for it. That's how life worked. Right. And we would always take the kids on the golf cart. We'd buy some fireworks. And at some point in that weekend, it was reasonable. It's not like we had homemade M80s or any of that. Right. But we, one year, we went and bought the fireworks, and we're doing them Saturday night, and we're leaving Sunday. It rained all Saturday night. So we sat in the pits, and Hoop says, who's got an umbrella? And I said, what's the plan? He goes, well, you hold it over the, sh- the, the piece of pipe we have buried in the, in the pits. And when I say go, you move it over. And I said, okay. So we determined no drag racer has an umbrella. There's no chance. <laughs> but then we thought about it. My wife has a crazy 
one that she's very coveted for and doesn't want to have torn up. So I'm sure it's it's some brand that we shouldn't have been messing with. And we were doing so good. We, you know, I would he would say go and I would scoot it over and all the kids were all around watching all this and we were having a great time. And in true Jim Hooper fashion, we we started having too much fun and our timing got a little bit off. So we shot a hole right through Jill's umbrella. And I immediately went, that's bad. <laughs> and so our decision was to put it back in the sleeve and hope she didn't find it. And we were doing good until it rained. Until about a month, yeah. Until a month later, when she got it out, and she immediately went after Hooper. I mean, she. It <laughs> she wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like she had a hundred people and she was going to put a line and question them straight to Jim. <laughs> and I, I went, yeah, yeah. So those are those are two stories that. Man, it'll just—it'll just makes me laugh to think oh, through what for sure. what we did. And you've got—I'm sure you've got a hundred more, like you said, uh, memories and stories. What what do you think is your best memory of Jim? I mean, other than just you know all out, all you know, you throw in the fun memories, you throw in the the loving memories, you should you know everything involved. What do you think is your favorite memory of Jim? My favorite memory of Jim is when I was at bracket finals and I hadn't seen Jim. Oh, it's you know been a while. I hadn't seen him personally for a while. He had you know wasn't coming down the racetrack a lot. And the first thing he said was like, "Damn, are are you Rusty Hill?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Damn, boy, you got fat." <laughs> like, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, oh, that's great. I'll never forget so, that. Oh, so if you told me one of those, we had a very bad habit of trying to get extremely tight those midwest series races were extremely competitive and and we had a bad habit of of breaking out or you know just being right on the edge all the time yeah and when you get in a man when you're winning you're winning when you're losing you can't buy around for a hundred bucks right. there's no chance and my favorite memory of him he had a golf cart at the time ours was struggling his was a little faster and my kid goes through the end of the eighth mile, eighth mile and runs 789 on the 90 bump. Mm -hmm. And Hooper didn't say a word. We go down and get the kids. And we're driving back. And he turns over, looks at me, and he goes, you know, if they ever changed that class to 789, you would win every week. <laughs> I just went, man, I just, if I could catch you, I would hit you with something. So just the, and that big smirk on his face, because he knew that just dug, like you said, just right at you. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. I, I tell you, uh, it's, it's a, you know, uh, he's dearly missed, and I think that this race, you know, Blake, when he did this last year, I thought this is really awesome, and, and you know, it's it it says a lot about Jim Hooper. And last year, everybody that pitched in to make it happen, I, I'm pretty sure that you know, Blake, did, you know, came up with the idea, and he was going to front up all the money for it, and it was like it just everybody just started pouring money into this and like let's you know they all wanted to chip in and it just says a lot about the guy i, I mean the dude was an awesome guy and he's dearly missed and I, I i'm looking forward to this weekend there should be a good crowd there and it's always awesome to sit back and watch the people honor you know a good man's name in, in a race like this so and and you've got a you know piece in this that, that's pretty awesome deal like i said mednav putting up the money for the free entry for the drivers um, the junior kids and I, I can't say thank you enough for coming on here and and sharing some stories and memories of Jim. It was really cool, you know. I I I I'm, I look forward to this all weekend, and um, I'm just I can't say thank you enough for doing this. Thank you very much for having me on, man. I listen to these every week, and I just uh, 
this really does move the ball forward in, in trying to build a racing community. Yeah, is, and I, I think it gives something, you know, people something to look forward to each week. And, and, and you know, yep. maybe the people that aren't coming to the track every week think, you know, this is pretty cool. I, and, you know, they hear it, and maybe, they, maybe it encourages them to come to the track. I, I don't know. I just know that a lot of people have enjoyed it, and, and I enjoy doing it. So I, I think it's working out really well, and I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. So, I, I like I said, I'm here to stay. I like doing it, so and I appreciate that. Yep. Awesome. All uh, right, one Johnny. more thing I yeah. do want to – last thing I want to announce, Rusty, and I'll jump off of here. Mm-hmm. I did make – I did have – have a chance to i don't know if you guys have met ryan eads and the eads fabrication guys but they make just kick ass junior dragster trophies for these big events so oh, really it's there's really not a way to get it out but if you get a chance this weekend to get a look um shake ryan's hand he donates those it is tens of hours of work to put those together and uh, he'll be on site this weekend and and they're just they'll be an old rod out of a top fuel car or oh, something sweet. you know they're just cool, and they're the kind of things when you fast forward twenty years into their oh, life. The kids sure. says, "I remember, I remember the day I won that." So Absolutely. Just a shout out to Ryan and his crew for that hard work to help these things every awesome. time we ask. I, I didn't even know that they had them coming out this weekend, so that's a good thing. I, I, that's cool. I, I, that is awesome. Um, I I know Ryan, and yes, I will definitely be sure to go check that out. That's that's a cool deal. Awesome. All right, Donnie, I appreciate you, and it was awesome. You took time out of your day. I know you're a busy man, and you you know, you know, were looking forward to this. And I'm glad we got it done, man. I appreciate this a lot. Yeah, thank you for having me on. And hope Absolutely. I miss you every day, brother. Absolutely. Yep, thank you. Yep, thank you, Donnie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you all something. That was a lot of fun for me, and, and not just the interview, but, you know, I'm not going to lie. I got off the phone um, with, with Donnie, or got off the interview with Donnie, we actually sat there and talked for another 40 minutes or 45 minutes, and I really got to know Donnie, and that was that was pretty cool. I mean, I, he, he claims that he made, or I made his night with that interview, but honestly, he made my night. I, I really just um, got to know Donnie, and I'm looking forward to meeting him in person this weekend and, you know, talk a little more with Donnie, but that was good stuff. Um, I'm, I'm so excited that he got to do this, and, and, you know, I know how much Jim Hooper meant to Donnie, and and he wanted to you know i had texted him and asked him to do this if he wanted to do it and 100 percent, i mean all in for it and he was looking forward to it all weekend so it's just a pretty cool deal um we're gonna go ahead and go to our last phone call um and and this one is a pretty important one as well this is the guy that that really put all this together um and this is jim hooper's son blake a good buddy of mine so let's go ahead and get to the phone lines and talk to blake all right, so our last caller for this week's show, the one that is putting this race on, the one that put it on last year, probably the most important piece to this race, uh, Blake Hooper. We got Blake on the phone. Welcome to the show, Blake. What's going on? So, obviously, this is an important deal for you and your entire family and all the friends you know, that, that hung around your dad, and you guys did this last year is the first time ever. It was a pretty good turnout, and it was a really awesome deal for just all the kids in general. I mean, it's not that often you go to a track and see this kind of race just for a regular entry fee for the kids that pays this kind of money, and, you know, you're doing it again this year. Um, you know, you, you chose this race. You chose the Junior Dragsters. 
um, you know, for a reason. And, and a lot of people know the reason, but a lot of people don't. There's some people on here that don't know exactly why this is, you know, a Jim Hooper Memorial for junior dragsters because your dad actually raced a big car. I mean, so some people might be like, well, why is this a junior dragster race? But I'll let you go into that a little bit because obviously I know and several other people know, but, you know, you, your whole family is involved with this, but you can explain why this is a big deal for the junior dragsters. So I guess the way it started is, is my dad got into helping run the junior dragster program at Coles County when we're on Veach on the track. Well, I guess his start would have been back when Ron and his son Kyle got the first junior that Kyle ran. Mm -hmm. And Kyle, uh, you know, Ron would take Kyle around and my dad would tag along and ride with or whatever and help out Kyle and stuff and at that point my dad pretty much knew he wanted to get me and my sister into junior dragsters and we started running them and whatnot but when Ron owned the track my dad Ron asked my dad I'm pretty sure that's how it went but Ron asked my dad if he would run the junior program it wasn't you know that big of a deal or whatnot and my dad helped start to run it and figured out a a uh, like a payout type of deal and it ended up being savings bonds and whatnot and, basically just uh, to keep know. from interfering with sports and stuff i'm assuming i mean i think that's kind of why they do it now is just to you know not to you know interfere with anybody's ihsa programs or i i mean they can't exactly pay out juniors but yeah i get what you're saying yeah i don't yeah i don't even really i don't even know if that was the reason or not that makes sense though i guess i don't know i can't ask him but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i mean uh, you know you say it's not that big of a deal but back then like the resources that they've got today you know with you know uh, jody lee and ronnie lee they've kind of taken over that whole aspect of it and and with the resources that are out there today they're able to post points every single week on facebook they're able to promote stuff on facebook they're able to talk about upcoming events and and you know your dad kind of built that foundation with none of that to his you know he didn't have those tools with facebook so what he did with that you know junior dragster division and how he built that up it is a pretty big deal i mean it's it's huge deal and and for those that you you know that didn't understand why this is you know a junior race that's pretty much sums it up i mean yeah yeah my dad was a he he had a marketing job that he did for about 20 something years and he was pretty good at marketing so that was the big thing it's getting getting people behind you know putting money up right. and getting sponsorship and stuff and whatnot and there was a lot of help from other people that raced in juniors but yeah it was a lot of uh a lot of a lot of time they him and my mom spent getting stuff to put together for the kids to you know run for something basically it was just before it was just a i think it was just a trophy i mean right. if, if if even that some weekends yeah and they figured out how to how to get it work get uh some money worked into it so obviously this is you know this is a race that you'd probably wish you could be a part of but you know you obviously it's a junior race you're in the big cars you're racing you know whatever you can race when you can race and how, i mean without being able to participate in your dad's own memorial race how special is it to you just be able to put this on each you know this is the second year i'm sure it's got to feel pretty cool for you and your entire family to do this 
Oh yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It just, I mean, I wanted to do something to, you know, honor the time and effort that my dad put into, um, you know, not to say it was all him starting the junior program, right. but he had a pretty big, pretty big part of it. He laid the foundation so, for wanted, it, and it's turned into something pretty big. Yeah. I mean, the way it runs now, it's it's kind of like everybody chips in, and, and it's just like yep. clockwork. And and I think he kind of laid the foundation out for that. And and you know, Ron Veach talked about that. You know, last week or a couple weeks ago on the podcast about how he had such an important role in that, and Bob Easton and everybody. You know, your dad and Bob was you know close friends and. Yeah, you know, and that's pretty. You know, it's a pretty big deal for this. You know, this race coming up. I don't know the full details. I know that's a thousand to win. I know there's big checks involved, but there's a lot of extra stuff that can kind of really just make a kid's weekend a free weekend by you know double O lights. I think what do they pay twenty bucks each double O light? I mean, you could yeah, be paying I mean, out. Yeah, I mean, every time. I mean, if let's say this is a seven round race and you're double O every time in eliminations, you're walking out with 140 bucks. Yeah, that's not, pretty. Not to mention, if you got, if you know, if you have the best losing package of the day, which no one really wants that, but at least takes off some of the blow. That's yeah, I mean, that's 200 bucks. And then, you know, the first I'm doing uh, 200 dollars for the first dead on with a zero run during elimination so i mean that could happen first round second round third round it could happen whenever what I mean, if it doesn't happen <laughs> i mean I most really likely that. it's I don't gonna really happen. have that in play but i'll probably end up just doing you know uh whoever's the closest yeah you know if everyone's tied you know dead one and there's three people or something like that I'm, i'll probably just end up giving it to the kid with the best package uh, the you know, light and all that package or yeah. something like that something some deal like that right uh well i mean it, yeah I, I don't really i don't really have that in play i i assume or a lot of a lot of people down there has got their juniors figured out yeah and came a long way with them i'm assuming someone will go dead and, zero. and it's probably going to be a, a bigger crowd than than typical i mean you know they usually yeah. pack in about 20 to 25 dragsters juniors a week I, I'm on a good on a good day um i would expect that to be a little bit higher for this if if there yeah. if somebody's not coming to this race that's close by even if you're not that close by if it's a couple hours away that's still giving any kid a chance at any age to race for a thousand bucks and then all the extra money involved you know that's that's not just for winning the race but you know like you said double o lights running dead on zero all that stuff that's that's a pretty big deal that's a, that's a pretty big race just you know even if you know for me like if i if that was on you know my schedule i'd think that's a pretty good race so yeah um, i mean not to mention i mean it's thousand dollars to win and the kids don't have to pay entry fee that I mean, is the I next point parents are paying entry fee but i mean the kids don't even have to pay entry fee thanks to donnie yes. scott mednav mednav I, mean, I was just getting ready to go into that that's unbelievable and and donnie's you know we just talked to donnie earlier and and it's you know it's unbelievable that he is doing that and and you know i think it's probably one of the coolest things um yeah that that he's done for you know the track and and the juniors and you know these kids that's a pretty cool deal for them to get to race for free yeah for i mean donnie's donnie had a lot of a lot of, uh, I guess, help with my dad. Yeah, he helped my dad a lot with some with uh, a lot of the junior stuff back in the day when his kids were in juniors. I mean, I think my second or third car came from. I think it was my second car came from it was one of his kids' old cars. Which I mean, if anyone knows me, I outgrew juniors pretty quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Donnie. I mean, I I think the world's Donnie, and you know, if anyone knows him, they 
they think the world of them too. I mean, Absolutely. Donnie just called me up out of the blue and said, man, what can I do? And I said, Donnie, I really don't know. I, I just, I mean, if you want to, you know, donate something, and he came up with the idea of, you know, why don't I just pay for every kid's entry? And, you know, that was, that's pretty, uh, <laughs> that's like, whoa, <laughs> pretty awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, don't expect that, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie, um, you know, I think he, he was so looking forward to this week. Um, I know he's excited. He's he was looking forward to get on this interview. He texted me several times talking about how awesome it was, um, and and yeah, I, I think the world of Donnie for doing something like that. That's that's a pretty yeah. pretty special deal. Um, yeah, Donnie Donnie's Donnie's mo is uh, if it's fun, Donnie's going to be a part. If Donnie's not having fun, he's not going to be a part. Yeah, that's how he's been forever. Yeah, I mean since I can remember. Well, I mean, I, I didn't really know of Donnie Scott a lot. I mean, I, I'd heard rumors whenever, you know, people said that he was going to come over and help CCD out. And I thought, you know, that could be a good thing. And I, But I just didn't really know him that well. Uh, but, you know, t- through just the last four or five months, you know, it's it's pretty obvious. The dude's a pretty awesome dude. So Yeah. You meet Donnie and you're going to wish you'd met him sooner. Yeah. That's the kind of person he is. Right. Well, listen, man, I think this is an awesome deal. I'm looking forward to Seeing the place packed with juniors, I think it's going to be a, a madhouse, and and I I couldn't say that you know I think it's good for the track, I think it's good for your family, I think it's good for all of, you know Jim's friends, and and it you know it, there's a special time of the year every year, and and this is one of them, um, you know it hasn't been that long ago, but you know it's it's pretty cool you guys are honoring his name and and keeping it uh, you know his tradition alive with the junior dragsters and you know what he kind of built the foundation for so i think it's pretty cool i appreciate you calling in anybody that you want to say thank you to besides donnie scott i know he had a big role in this but was anybody else involved in helping put this together um i know last year there was quite a bit of people that helped out i didn't know if it was just all you this year and your family or if there was other people involved you wanted to give a shout out to um if, if there is this is you know right now is the opportunity yeah i mean i mean you you helped me create the flyer. Oh, that was I know fun, I'm, let me I'm tell picky. You. <laughs> I know I'm picky. Yeah, you sent a... me multiple, but... Uh, multiple. You know, all the, all the people that... You know, last year, what the deal was is I was planning on just putting this on myself and just, yeah. you know, taking donations just to take a little bit of the money that I'm putting up off of it. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being so crazy that yeah. people just... I mean, I had the purse-funded almost before i got to the track and i didn't even have up any of my own money at that point almost and then it just kept on you know that speaks volumes coming in and how many friends on uh yep i just you know i was just basically gave just if you didn't leave that race last year with some sort of winning money or something like that i mean it was it was pretty rare (laughs) I, i i don't i don't think any kid left without something in some their pocket. sort of some sort of money in their pocket yeah well like i said i just goes to show you how many friends jim had how many how much respect he had um you know and how much your family is respected at that racetrack i think you know and it, it really kind of snowballed a couple weeks ago when i got the Easton stuff going i mean it was like so many people got involved and you do the right thing for you know right people and honoring the right people it's amazing you know how many people step up and, and there's people you wouldn't even think of that would step up and help out so it's a pretty cool deal um you know I, i'm looking forward to this weekend and like i said i know the junior kids are looking forward to it that's probably the biggest race of you know that they're going to go to around the area that's that close i mean some of the, most of the kids 
like you you know me and you talked about this you know a couple weeks ago half these kids live less than an hour away from the track they could literally pay for their gas to get to the track with just one double you know one or two double o lights yeah. so it, it's a pretty cool yeah. deal pretty pretty cool deal so i'm looking forward to it man and i appreciate you calling in and taking the time out of your day to be on the podcast um you know i'm looking forward to seeing you down there we'll you know we'll catch up and uh it'll be a good time yep all right man take for it sure. easy we'll uh, catch you later all right, so there you have it. We have talked to Donnie Scott and Blake Hooper, and I can't say thank you enough to those guys. I know that both of them were looking forward to doing this, and it meant a lot to both of them to get the chance to do this. And um, I'm excited for this weekend. I, do, I think everybody else should be too. I mean, it's it's a cool deal when the kids get to race for this kind of a race, um, and, and especially to honor such an awesome dude and Jim Hooper and, and a guy that kind of really laid the foundation for the junior dragsters. Um, you know, I really can't say enough about the guy. I, I wasn't around him a lot, but, you know, hearing all the stories and hearing what, how, you know, people talking about how, what kind of guy he was and, and how much he meant to this, you know, track and, and really getting the junior dragster stuff, you know, kind of off, you know, off the ground level. So, um, you know, it's, this is an exciting weekend for the junior dragsters and, and for the Hooper family and all of Jim's friends. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. And I hope everybody else is too. Um, we're out of time. I'm going to keep this show under an hour this week. Uh, last couple wins have been over two hours. So a little change of pace. We're going to go ahead and, uh, call it a night. And, um, I don't know if you guys seen this or not, but Rod did say something about possible schedule changes due to, um, traction compound so we'll stay tuned for all of those updates i'm sure if you've got route on facebook or um follow them you know on the coles county dragway facebook page um you'll see whatever you know or if you're at the track this weekend you'll hear about it but definitely uh something you might want to stay tuned for so who knows what what what's going what's going to go down but anyway, you guys are uh, awesome. I appreciate you all listening. If you're not a subscriber to the YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe. That's where the very first upload starts, and then I put it on Spotify. Uh, hit that like button, hit the share button, and uh, subscribe. Uh, you'll be the first one to know when there's an episode uploaded. Um, I appreciate you all listening, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>